You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A-C-L. And with that, welcome back to the ACL Pod featuring the one and only Captain Wags. I'm ACL, he is Wags. College football conference previews. We did the SEC, we did the Big Ten. Today, Wags, we are on the Big 12 Conference. Of course, there's only 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. There might be eight teams in the Big 12 <laughs> Conference as of next year if Oklahoma and Texas leave. Uh, if there even is a Big 8 Conference, I, we'll see what happens with the other eight. But, uh, yeah, lots to get to. Again, guys, the website, therealmisteracl.com, Twitter, Instagram, at therealmisteracl, at Cap and Wags for both. Wags, Oklahoma, they have the, no surprise, Heisman Trophy favorite. Spencer Rattler, 6-1 to one to win the Heisman. Here are their numbers before we jump in there, guys. Oklahoma is the resounding favorite to win the Big 12 Conference. Current conference odds, minus 170 to win. National championship odds, plus 650. They are right up there with Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. And Georgia, season win total, 11, minus 120. If you want to go over, they have to have a perfect season for you to cash that, of course. Plus 100 if you want to go under. General thoughts on Oklahoma Wags as we head into the season here. Yeah, I mean, look, the clear front runner um, to win the Big Twelve. The, they have the clear front runner to win the Heisman. Um, look, Spencer Rattler is awesome. Their running backs are also loaded with uh, Kennedy Brooks, and they got a transfer Eric Gray from Tennessee. Um, oh yeah, they also have the number two wide receiver core in the country. And if oh, yeah. that's oh, not yeah. yeah, oh yeah, and and if that's <laughs> not enough, they have the best offensive line in the country. Doesn't okay, hurt so they when have, you're have the top quarterback as well. They have the best quarterback, the best offensive line, in my opinion, the second best uh, wide receiving core in the country to Ohio State, uh, and their running backs are stacked. So they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. They are, you know, likely going to get to that national, you know, the final four. They're going to be playing for the conference title, barring any injuries, obviously. Um, aside from their special teams, I mean, look, their worst position group is their linebackers, which is still a top 10 unit right. in the country. Right. I mean, this this team is incredible. I mean, this is going to be one of the best teams in, in you know possibly ever to play college football if they live up to their potential, right? Um, great coach, uh, you know, everything. Lincoln Riley's the man. He's 45 and 8 overall. Um, he's fifth year. They're 9 and 2 last year. They, you know, they bring back 15 starters uh you know seven on offense but like i said best offensive line best quarterback best receiving core um they have a, a great defense so you know they will be in my opinion playing in the college football playoff this year um you know and, and again I, I think that they're even better than that uh personally probably going to put some uh you know even though they're a favorite put put a little bit of cash on, on them to win it all yeah, you mentioned their defense. I mean, they allowed just 21 points per game last year. They do return eight starters. Uh, Lincoln Riley, 22-2 and two straight up at home. Um, the schedule breaks their way. I think yep. most would agree. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with it. But the consensus and certainly the odds say that Iowa State is the team most likely to beat them for the conference title this year. And they get Iowa State at home this year on November 20th. Yeah, I mean, look, they um, have – 
They have a tough road game, though. October 23rd, they play at Kansas. Yep, yep. That's <laughs> yeah, watch, a, that watch, might be the one. Watch out. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Um, yeah, look, you know, Texas offsite, obviously in Dallas, that's always a, a fun one. You know, I think they, they should have their way, to be honest. Um, but I think the game I have – I have two games circled there for Oklahoma. Uh, the one you mentioned, November 20th, at home against Iowa State. Minus 8.5 and and currently on the yeah. look at, and, and, and my numbers make it about 9.5. Right, yeah, I have it about nine and a half, ten. Um, I'm a little bit more bullish on Oklahoma. They the the other game is after the Red River. River I, I can't say shootout. What is it? The Red River rivalry or whatever rivalry, it is now. Yes, yes, yes. Um, October sixteenth, the week after, they have TCU at home. Um, you know, last year I think they were off a bye, and and you know, uh, to square off against TCU last year, and they ended up beating them 33-14. TCU returns a lot of guys. We'll talk about them in a little bit. But, you know, coming off of the Texas game and then going right and and playing TCU, that could be an interesting, um, you know, maybe flat spot for them. So we'll see how how that team, uh, how the Lincoln-Riley and Spencer-Rattler offense, you know, turns it on there uh, against a tough, tough TCU defense. One thing I'll say about Spencer Ryder, I think he got kind of a bad rap last year. I've sat on, on some of the other pods. With COVID last year, I've kind of given a lot of people and a lot of teams and a lot of coaches a complete pass just because it was so crazy last year, especially guys that were coming in as freshmen. Um, I mean, look, this team started off last year 1-2. and two. They played Missouri State. They won 48 nothing, But then they lost to Kansas State by 3, and then they lost to Iowa State by 7. They were favored – by 27 points against Kansas State, lose outright. Favored by seven against Iowa State, lose outright. Everyone's like, oh, what's wrong with Oklahoma? This new quarterback, he had all this hype. He's no good. And then what does he do? They win the rest of their games. He finishes 68% passing completions, 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So once he kind of got through that first month or so, got his feet under him, got comfortable, it really you really started to kind of see the potential that he has here. And then, of course, in their bowl game against the Florida Gators, they won 55-20. to 20. So I think the hype is justified. I think everything you said about the O-line is correct. And if they can stay healthy, the schedule certainly breaks. They play at Tulane in the opener on September 4th. But after that, they only play one road game until October 23rd. They play October 2nd at Kansas State. And then that October 23rd game is at Kansas. Right, which is a a sleepwalk. Yeah, exactly. So... It certainly breaks right. I, I think the odds for them, odds on around minus 170, I'm seeing even minus 180s now are certainly justified for them to win the uh, Big 12 Conference there. Yeah, and, and to add a little bit support to that Spencer Rattler, uh, I guess, you know, criticism that he was getting early after the mm-hmm. starting one and two last year, Let me, let's talk about those games, Kansas State that they lost and Iowa State. They still put up 35 and 30 points. Correct, Kansas, it was their defense. Right, it was their defense giving up 38 and 37 points, uh, respectively. And Kansas State, in the Kansas State game, he goes 30 for 41, 387 yards and three touchdowns. And then at Iowa State, a very difficult game, uh, which obviously they lost. They were only seven-point favorites or seven-and-a-half. He goes 25 of 36 for 302. So, I mean, it wasn't him. Uh, Yeah, obviously – Everything typically falls on the quarterback, but you know, after losing two games early, Oklahoma being one and two, they they roll eight in a row. Um, Lincoln Riley in his fifth year, as as I mentioned, um, you know, look, that this team is is for real. That uh, they are, you know, a, a top five team, no doubt in my head. And I actually, um, again, in my top twenty five, at least at this point in time 
things do change. I still have made adjustments, and I still will make adjustments coming up to the season. I have them in the top two. I actually have them number one. Yep, 51st strength of schedule this year, so certainly for a Power 5 team to have number 51. Exactly, is, um, yep. Certainly doable. So, all right, that is Oklahoma. Next team up, Wags, Iowa State. I mentioned they are the second betting favorite on the board. Conference odds, plus 275 to win the conference. National championship, 33-1, to 1, which I think is extremely telling, right? The second betting favorite to win the conference is 33-1 to 1 to win the national title. I think that just shows you the power ratings gap between Oklahoma and everybody else. Season win total, 9.5, minus 110 flat on both sides. Uh, I, I talked about it with the Oklahoma game. I mean, for me, you know, this could certainly come down to that game against Oklahoma on November 20th. They're around plus 8.5 right now. It's on the road. Now, they don't have to win that game because the top two teams get in the conference. There's no divisions, right? So they could lose that game, still get in. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – for me, my power ratings right now have a pretty significant gap between Oklahoma and Iowa State. What about you? Yeah, no, the same. Um, it's it's tough not to like this team, and I can see why everybody's kind of hyping them up. They are returning 20 starters, 11. Yep. All 11 on offense come back. They were 9-3 and three last year, right? So there's they're only going to improve – they're going to be favored in 11 of their 12 games. The only one, like you mentioned, at Oklahoma. They beat them last year, so you're going to have to look for Oklahoma to really turn it on at home. They're a 9.5-point dog right now, Iowa State is. Um, they are uh, – They what week two, they have a tough game against Iowa. Rivalry, they always play that game early. Iowa State currently is, is a 5-point favorite, um, and Iowa's a tough team. Uh, but if they do get through that, they get Texas at home, and I like the way their schedule kind of plays out for them. They get Oklahoma State on their homecoming um, at West Virginia. That could be a trap game followed by Texas. So, you know, they get a you know a few tough games, but any team with Brock Purdy, a quarterback, has a chance. Mm-hmm. Couple that with any team with Brees Hall at running back has a chance, right? So they get two of the top guys in college football on their team. Put that together, this team is going places, right? So um, I do expect them to uh, at least match that nine um, win season from last year. Win total, again, Vegas knows at nine and a half. Um, They have a top five offensive line and a top five wide receivers in the nation, right? So you get the best running back in college football potentially, you know, or top five runners. Certainly in, in, in the conference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, definitely in the conference. Absolutely. You get no doubt about a, it. A top 10 quarterback in the nation easily. Yep. Top five offensive line. A top, this, uh, you know, this um, offense is going to be incredible. I can't wait to watch that Iowa State Oklahoma game. Um, the diff- and, and that's the biggest difference. The biggest difference between Oklahoma and Iowa State is the defense. Oklahoma has top 10 position groups across the board. Iowa State's not that bad, um, but they're just not Oklahoma. Um, uh, Iowa State's linebacker core, some of the top in the nation, uh, where it kind of falls off is their defensive line and their defensive backs. So um, I still think they can be a top t- 10 team. Uh, currently, I have them uh, you know, in the top 10 myself, uh, but there is, a little, there is a gap, as you mentioned, between Oklahoma and Iowa State. Yeah, I'll say this about Matt Campbell. Great coach. I mean, he is – you could say only quote unquote 35 and 28 straight up at Iowa State, but you got to factor in, you know, where they were at before he, he got there. Exactly. From yep. a market perspective, 36 and 24 ATS, which at a place like Iowa State is really, really, really good. Um, his problems have been in September. For, the, for those numbers that I just quoted, he's only 7 and 11 in September. 
for whatever reason, this team just in his five years there, they've taken some time to get going. Now, their first three games, Northern Iowa, Iowa, UNLV. So if and, they do slip yeah. up there, and it's Baylor, okay ba- from the conference. Yeah, and, and Baylor, and, and Kansas. And Baylor, you know, at Baylor. Yep. And then yep. Kansas, and then they get a bye week. So, I mean, the fact yep. is they're, they're looking to be, at worst, in my opinion, uh, what is that, one, two, three, four, four and one. Four you and one, they slip game, up at right? Baylor, right? So, um, yeah, you, you got to, you know, even if they slip up a little bit against Northern Iowa, a little mm-hmm. bit against UNLV, a little bit against Baylor, I mean, the cakewalk against Kansas, um, which is October 2nd, out of that month of September, though, that, you know, that they should be three and one. Uh, if not, you know, they, they should beat Iowa. But again, if, if Matt Campbell slips up early, you're looking at three and one um, going into the rest of the season. And then you get Oklahoma um, at Texas Tech uh, should should be a win. But, you know, Oak State at West Virginia, Texas, maybe you lose one more in there. But again, you know, from a conference perspective, as far as winning the conference, if they slip up in those first three games, it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. I think maybe <laughs> that's why they scheduled those three non-conference games right in September, just because he knows maybe absolutely. Uh, his teams have sort of slipped up. I mean, just to, to give perspective of how good he's been as far as turning this team around, from 1979 to 2016, which is 37 years, Iowa State had exactly one eight-win season. In the last four, but I'm sorry, He's had, yeah, the last four, he's had eight-plus wins. So yep. 79 to 16, he only had one, but he's had four in a row since he's, he's been there for five years. Yeah, so, I mean, something to note also, something really to note also, when he came on um, in 2016 in his first year, three and nine. Three so, and nine. And, and, like yeah. you said, since then, eight-win seasons across the board. Um, but I will make note going back to that schedule, that first game of the season. In the last five years, they've actually played Northern Iowa three times uh, at opening up the season. So I guess that's kind of a somewhat of a tradition. Um, they they lost to them when they went three and nine in 2016. They beat them by 18 in 2017, and then in 2019, the last time they played them. They beat them in triple overtime. So watch out for that first game of the season. Northern Iowa, um, you know, t- uh, I guess traditionally, um, you know, a, a pretty sneaky team I- in the FCS. Pulling up on the old machine here. Is there a number out for that game? Looks like it was pulled off the board. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at here. In 2019, Iowa was minus 23, and they won by three in triple overtime legs. So yeah, exactly. So maybe take a, um, take a look at that number. Yep, and and like I said, their next game after that, they're five point favorites, um, and, and they're nine and a half point dogs at Oklahoma on November twentieth. That game is going to be a must watch game, um, as we're going to see two potent offenses going at each other, uh, potentially to uh, get a you know kind of stronghold on that division. Absolutely. All right, guys, before we, we move on to Texas, we really appreciate all the insight, all the DMs that you give us about, you know, what you want on the pod, feedback, et cetera. We certainly appreciate any any retweets, five-star ratings on, for the pod certainly do help us grow, and we definitely appreciate that. Pass it along to your friends. Pass it along to whomever you think might enjoy NFL and or college throughout the season. We definitely appreciate it. On to Texas Wags. New coach. New OC, new DC, new special teams coach, <laughs> new quarterback. A lot of change for Texas. Conference odds seven to one to win the conference. National title odds sixty-six to one. Season win total eight plus a hundred on the over, minus one twenty on the under. I, I've seen some seven and a halfs pop as well. Um, 
but yeah, they finally get rid of Tom Herman. They bring in Sark, obviously, from Bama. Um, a lot of, over the last, I'll say, couple weeks, there's been a lot of talk about Texas. I even saw a few folks put in some good-sized bets, I think it was in Vegas, on uh, Texas to win the national title at a, the long shot around 80 to 1. That number has come down, as I mentioned. Um, again, a lot of hype on this team. I think they should be improved from last year. I think Sark is a great coach. Uh, but they do have a ton of turnover. Whenever you see a lot of turnover as far as the D.C., the O.C., special teams, quarterback, and head coach, it generally takes some time to mesh. So maybe if this team falters in the first month or so, maybe look to back them after that once they kind of get going. Thoughts on Texas here? Yeah, no, I agree. Look, um, I'm on a pause with Texas. Uh, really curious to see what Sark can do. First year, um, they're 46 and 35 career as a head coach. So you mm-hmm. look at those numbers and you're like, eh, not that good. But with his experience under Saban, um, he's going to really help Texas. The biggest question is who's going to play quarterback this year, right? So you have a, a new um, you know, kind of situation. you got a freshman in Hudson Card, um, Casey Thompson, a sophomore, Charles Wright. The, the, that's the big question mark. So um, I think they have uh, good news in the fact that they have really good offensive line with a good core of receivers. Um and at running back, they get back B. John Robinson, um, who averaged over 70 yards a game and is only going to get better. So I, I really like, um, you know, kind of their offense. It's going to be the question mark of who's going to play quarterback, how they're going to do. Um, obviously, they, they lose Ellinger, so that that's, you know, t- kind of tough on them. But I like how their schedule kind of starts out to ease them in. They get Louisiana at Arkansas, um, kind of the bottom of the barrel of the SEC, you know, towards the bottom rice and texas tech so um, they could start four and oh there uh, assuming that you know th- they're kind of starting to click and and then they get into a very tough uh slate of games at tcu oklahoma oklahoma state um and then later on in the season at iowa state at west virginia so you know as far as kind of putting a bet uh, a long shot bet on a first year coach on a tough schedule that's not something that i'm running to uh you know to, to play but you know i understand certainly you know you have a really good coach in sarkeesian um you know we'll see how they can do yeah they have the number 11 most difficult strength of schedule headed into the year here so that's something to factor in i will say this from the bowl game last year they played in the alma bowl they beat colorado 55 to 23 now they did have a ton of injuries but every starter except the quarterback from that game is back um which is which is good. And as far as the defensive side of the ball, they're run D. They had a top ten run D unit last year. Can they keep that up? They do need to grab a pass rusher, so we'll see. They did lose some guys up front up there, so we'll see what happens there. But I I agree with you. I mean, as I mentioned, usually it's going to take these teams with this amount of turnover some time to gel. They only play that one road game in September at Arkansas. They'll certainly be favored there. Um, but then they do have that tough three-game three, three game stretch right before the bye at TCU, neutral versus Oklahoma, and then home versus Oklahoma State. If they can maybe go 2-1 and one there, maybe start off 4-0, maybe start off 3-1 and one in the beginning, go 2-1, and 1-2, one, one and two, somewhere in the middle there. The, the last five games are at least somewhat manageable. Obviously, they get Kansas there as well, which should be a win at home. But, um, yeah, I mean, Texas, it, it's, one, it's one of those things. It's, it's, you know, if you're not winning national titles or conference titles – then they want a brand new coach and they just wanted to get rid of Tom Herman. It seemed like right off the bat, even though I think he did do some really good things for them. Um, I think Sark was a, is a fantastic hire. Obviously the guy had some, you know, personal issues going on, but it looks like after um, 
his tenure at Alabama, he's certainly gotten those together. And I think this is a fantastic hire for them. So they have a lot to yeah, look forward no. to at Texas. Yeah, look, he's a he's a great coach, great offensive mind. I think um, you know bringing in somebody fresh to Texas is, is something that was needed. Um, yep. You know, some, sometimes I, I shake my head and I say, why aren't they giving you know certain coaches, new hires, enough time to build their program? But I think in this case, you, you kind of get um, a, a more experienced coach. Um, he has prior head coaching experience. He, he coached under Saban. Um, you know, as an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So um, I think he's going to be able to bring in a lot more uh, talent. And look, now they're looking to go into the SEC. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, you know, and, th- and that will certainly bring more talent to Texas, um, you know, opposed to uh, going players going to the um, Big 12 and staying there because I, I just think there's more draw to play in the SEC against better talent um, and to prove that Texas is – you know, one of the best, um, you know, football states there is. So, Well said. I agree. Um, all right, that's Texas. On to TCU, Wags, which I think is a team you and I are both bullish on to a degree. Uh, conference odds 12 to 1. National championship odds. You can get TCU as high as 500 to 1 out there. Uh, there are 500 to 1 odds on TCU to win the national title. Obviously, they'd have to make it to the Big 12 title game. They'd have to win the Big 12 title game. And then they'd have to win two more games. So, you know, depending on how you feel about TCU, those odds could certainly be justified. Season win total, 7.5, minus 110s out there on both sides. Uh, look, they have a great coach. Gary Patterson's been there. He's going on his 21st year here. The guy is 178 and 74 straight up overall. From an ATS perspective, 121 and 121. So, right? Seems like the, the market kind of has this guy pegged right. I will say this. They return 18 starters, 10 on offense. Eight on defense, which is most in the entire conference. So when you, you kind of factor in coaching, the schedule is manageable. Um, they get Texas at home. They get Baylor at home. They do have to go on the road for uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State, which is, I think, the reason they're 501, right? Because the top two teams there, they play on the road. So that's certainly there. That said, their first four games, Duquesne, Cal, then they have a bye SMU and they get Texas at home, which they're plus one right now. So they could be 4-0 very, very easily there. Um, yeah, thoughts on TCU as we go into the season here? Yeah, this is a very intriguing team with really no pressure, right? So they're kind of coming off a 6-4 and four year. As you mentioned, Gary Patterson in his 21st season, 178-74 and 74 overall. Something uh, pretty incredible. He, in his 20 seasons there, he has 11 double-digit win seasons. 11 so i mean that's incredible um which is you know why his record is so strong 10 starters coming back on offense eight on defense um they do lose their offensive coordinator but with 10 starters coming back their o is going to be clicking um under max dugan um you know i really like him i think he's going to be even more improved than last year you'll see his numbers go up he only had um 10 uh, touchdowns and, and four interceptions um, on 240 attempts. So, I mean, they don't throw that much. They do uh, rely heavily on a run game. Um, and guess what? He can run too. So, I mean, he in 10 game, he, he averaged over 70 yards rushing last year with one touchdown rushing a game. As you mentioned, they do start off against Duquesne, Cal, SMU, and then, you know, should be 3-0. and I have them actually starting off 5-0, and beating Texas, going to Texas Tech and getting a win. Um, and then they have to go to Oklahoma. 
going to be a real test uh, for both teams. Um, I think this is going to be a very strong defense, um, and, and Oklahoma is going to have to get really creative on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they return, TCU that is, returns eight starters on defense. Um, they only gave up 24 points per game last year, yeah. and that's in a highly offensive conference. So think about that. Uh, they have a very strong defense, um, top position groups across the board. Um, and, and, again, if they, they go in 5-0 and against Oklahoma, they got to go on the road. Um, look, I won't be surprised if they get to a double-digit win season again under Gary Patterson. Yeah, I echo the sentiments as well. And, you know, when you're looking at conference futures or even national title futures in the Big 12, they don't have to go undefeated. I mean, they just have to get to that title game probably with one loss, right? A, a two-loss Big 12 winner, I, unless it's Oklahoma, probably is not going to get in to the playoff. So when you're talking about TCU's chances at 500-1 to or to win, you know, any playoff game or anything like that, they would have to beat – Oklahoma or and or Iowa State on the road. I, I think if they they can lose one of those, get into the title game, win, and then they probably get in. But if they if they lose both, they're certainly probably not going to get into the title game anyway. Well, so. here's here's my thoughts on that. Right, you get um, in, in my opinion, what's going to happen is let's say they're six, seven, eight, and one um, going into the Oklahoma State game, which I think they could very well be um, with with a loss to Oklahoma. They got to go to Oklahoma State. Even if they lose that game, which I actually have them winning, um, you know, they play Kansas and then they get at Iowa State on the last game of the season. That could potentially be the team to get get to that number two spot behind Oklahoma. Correct. Um, and then, so you almost have a double hedge opportunity on a five hundred to one ticket. So, yep. um, you know, I think that's kind of how it plays out in my head. I think again, they were six and four last year. They get 18 starters. Their defense is stacked. Um, I think their offense is going to be good. Gary Patterson as a head coach. I mean, this is a team that, you know, I think um, probably gets ahead of Texas, will fight um, Iowa State for that number two spot, and, and they got a shot. So, you know, I think, again, like you said earlier, uh, we are both a little bit bullish on this TCU team um, who I think could get to 10 wins this year. Yep, certainly some, I'll say, Arrows pointing up for TCU this year. Have yeah, and, and look, you know what? Take take you could take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I, I'm definitely bullish on them, but the fact is, they got to go to Oklahoma, they got to go to Kansas State, they got to go to Oklahoma State, and they got to go to Iowa State. I mean, those are four tough road games that they have this year. Um, you know, and if if they, you know, look, they don't get the bounces, you know, that could be four losses right there as well. So um, I just happen to think that they split those at, at the worst. All right, Oklahoma State Wags, Mike Gundy, unbelievable, his 17th year here. Uh, when he was hired, I believe it was his late 30s, he was the youngest coach in college football to be hired at that time, and now he's in his 17th year. 137 and 67 overall straight up, 111 and 81 ATS. Uh, the schedule does them no favors this year. It's the number 17th most difficult schedule in the country. Conference odds 12 to 1, national championship 250 to 1. Season win total, 7.5, minus 110 on both sides. The schedule, as I mentioned, number 17 is very difficult for them. Road games at Boise, at Texas, at Iowa State, at West Virginia, at, Tex at Texas Tech. Um, and, of course, they have to finish with Oklahoma. So certainly not the easiest schedule for them this year. It, it's For me, it's going to really come down to Spencer Sanders. I mean, he he got hurt. I believe it was the opener last year. They're uh, – 
their quarterback. He wound up 62% passing, 14 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, but he really wasn't right after that injury. So we'll see how he does. All indications are he's going to be fine. Um, But for them to, I'll say, sniff this win total and pull off some upsets, which they're going to need to to go over this number, uh, he's going to have to be really what his preseason form was prior to that injury last season. Yeah, look, they only get 13 starters back, um, five on offense, eight on defense. Um, you know, I love Mike Gundy. I, I love everything about him. I love, his, you know, how he backs the players. He gets his players to buy in. Um, clearly, like you mentioned, 137 and 67 in a, in, as a head coach in, in his first 16 years. Um, you know, he is off an eight and three season. I really do like Spencer Sanders, as you said. I know he only threw 14 touchdowns and eight interceptions, um, but I expect those numbers to improve. And even though Gundy is the offensive-minded coach, they bring back eight starters on defense, which I actually think is going to be um, kind of their their better group, uh, more so than the offense. Um, they improved going, uh, giving up 38 points per game in 2019 to 28 points last year uh, a game. So they improved by 10 whole points, um, you know, and I think getting eight guys back they could even improve those numbers in, in a you know very difficult conference, and they have a tough schedule. Um, you know they, they open up against Missouri State and Tulsa, uh, but after that they got to go to Boise State, Kansas State, and Baylor. Uh, they should win, but Texas at Iowa State, Kansas in between, and then got to go to West Virginia. Uh, you do get TCU and Oklahoma at home, but I don't think that even means anything um, just because I think those teams are just too good um, for Oklahoma State. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, if anybody can surprise us, you know, it's Gundy. Let's see if he can take this offense with only five starters back um, and really kind of uh, make lemonade out of these lemons that he's, he's given. Agreed. All right, that is Oklahoma State. Those are the top – Five teams in the Big 12 as we see them, Wags. Um, the next five teams, of course, guys, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas State, Baylor, and Kansas, as I pull up the odds here on uh, those guys, just to give you sort of comparison to some of those other teams. So there's a massive drop-off after those five, right? You, you know, Oklahoma State, Texas – or sorry, Oklahoma State, TCU, around that 12-to-1 to, to one range to win the conference. Then you go to West Virginia, 25-to-1, Kansas State, 33-to-1, Baylor, 50-to-1, Texas Tech, 66-to-1, Kansas, 150-to-1. So I think that there is certainly two tiers here, right? There's the Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State tier, and then those other five that I just mentioned. As far as those other five um, – any that stand out to you is I, I will mention Kansas. Uh, not that they stand out to me, but they, they stand out to me for bad reasons. They have not won more than one game in the Big Twelve in a season since 2008, which is just remarkable. Uh, obviously, they lose Les Miles, all the controversy there. They bring in Lance Leopold. Uh, this is a team that went 0 and 9 last year. Their season win total wags. It's it's very rare to see this. Usually, you know, they'll put it on one and a half or two or juice whatever. At certain books, their season win total is 1 minus 200 if you want to go over. So you can bet over one win at minus 200. And this is a team that gets to play South Dakota in their season opener at home. So it's just something I might, that I've, I've never I might, really seen before. I might take the under <laughs> just just for fun. South Dakota is a really good team in the they FCS. they got to win two to beat you. Yeah, um, and I don't see them winning. I don't see them winning a game. I really don't. Um, they open up against South Dakota. 
I really think they lose that game. Then they got to go to Coastal Carolina, who we saw Lost. last year. Is yep. Then they got Baylor. I think that might be their shot. Yeah. Um, but Baylor's going to be a little bit improved from last year. I think they went what two and seven last year or something like that. Um, that they should bounce back and be Kansas. At Duke is interesting. September twenty fifth. Yeah, at Duke just because it's on the road. Um, yep. Got to take Duke there. That's four losses. Then they get Iowa State on the road. Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma loss, State, loss, Kansas State, loss. Texas at TCU and West Virginia. Zero, zero. That's how many wins they're going to have this year. And I hate to say it, I think Lance Leopold is a good coach. It's his first year there. But guess what? It takes some time to to kind of rebound. One thing I read, um, and I have a quote, Lance Leopold is a fine coach and a great hire, but he is not a miracle worker for the season. If the Jayhawks win a Big 12 game, I will be surprised. But they should at least improve on that minus 231 yard yards per game. <laughs> To what, minus 220? Yeah, exactly. So, um, Uh, look, I I guess there's something uh, to be said for that. They do return 16 guys, so um, at least – Is that good? uh, Yeah, you know, eight eight on offense, eight on defense. It's good only because um, a new coach, at least he's going to get some of those guys back to kind of lead uh, a a team that doesn't know where they're going. Um, But, you know, just some notes from the other team. I think – you know, there is a big drop, but I think the next three teams, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas State, all going to be uh, tough outs for every team in the division. Um, and that includes Oklahoma and Oklahoma State um, and, and teams like that. Uh, the good news is for Oklahoma, they get uh, West Virginia at home. Uh, they get Texas Tech at home. Um, and they, but they do have to go to Kansas State, always a tough place to play, um, you know, but you know, I think they take care of business. I'm just saying West Virginia does return 17 starters. They do have a very, um, you know, a tough schedule in the fact that they, they get at Maryland early, uh, first game of the season. They got to play Virginia Tech. Uh, they do get them at home, but, you know, they get the rest of the slate. Um, as far as Texas Tech is concerned, I think they start off pretty good just because they have, um, you know, maybe two and one. Then they got to go to Texas, to West Virginia. That's going to be a tough um, slate, which is why I think you see Texas Tech is 66 to one. Um, and Kansas State, even though I have Texas Tech rated a little bit higher, um, they have at Texas, at West Virginia, right. at Oklahoma. And then they get Iowa State and Oklahoma State back to back at the end of the season. Even, at, at, even though it's at home, they're going to probably likely already be out of it. Um, but Kansas State's schedule is very tough. They play Stanford at Oak State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, uh, at Texas Tech, TCU, at Texas. I mean, they have a very difficult uh, schedule. I think it's uh, like a, a top ten uh, you know, number six schedule. Number six, six most difficult schedule in the entire yeah. country. That's yep. tough for, for, you know, a fairly, you know, third-year head coach, Chris Kleeman. Um, but they do return 10 starters on offense. Um, they did put up decent numbers. I mean, they got shut out by Iowa State, and they lost 37-10 to 10 to West Virginia. But, again, they put up 31 points against Baylor and Texas last year. Uh, they put up th- – uh, what was it? They, they beat Oklahoma last year? Yeah, they beat Oklahoma. That's right. That was one of those first two games. Um, they put up yep. 38 points against Oklahoma. So getting 10 guys back, you know, they, they can make splashes. But, you know, after that, Baylor and Kansas, um, bottom bottom of the barrel. I mean, Baylor does return 17 guys. Uh, but coming off a 2-7 and seven season, you know, maybe at best they get back to bowl eligible. But I, I doubt it. Yeah, Kansas and, you know, this is a product of them being at the bottom. They had the number four most difficult schedule in the entire country. So – 
to your point about betting under one, and you can get that at, I think it's like plus 180, plus 170 right. if you go under one. So, look, again, if, they got to win two to beat you. Under one, you got exactly, exactly. They got to win Push two. Is fine. So let's say they let's say they do beat South Dakota. Are they beating Coastal Carolina or Duke nope. on the road? Duke, Likely maybe. Not. That's the one I would watch out for. Their win total is three and a half this year. They're a little bit down. You never know. Yep. You never so, know, but you know what? I like to. Could be two and I one. like to live dangerously. You know what? If Kansas beats me and wins two, good for them. Yeah, sometimes you just have to be willing to lose a bet, and you say, "Okay, if you beat me, you beat me." Right? Exactly. That might oh, be absolutely. One of those. I, and I, I'm not saying I'm playing it. It's, it has not made my final card yet. Um, yeah. I, honestly, draft, if I play it, it's like a half, if I, if I play it, it'll probably be like a half unit play just because of that total being one. I mean, you can't. It's tough. It's tough to balls bounce in certain yeah, ways where teams exactly. win games. But again, I, I say this, and it, it's much more so with college than the NFL, because there's 12 games versus 17. You you can't be afraid to push these half games, especially on college, mean so much. So you know, we're talking between three and three and a half, it's just such a massive difference when you're only dealing with 12 games. Um, pushing is, is perfectly fine. People talk to me all the time. They're like, oh, we push. I'm like, you get your money back. You get to go bet another day, man. You're fine. Yeah, pushing so, is not – look, in, in – Especially in, in, in an industry, In an industry where most people lose and you're respecting the experts, pushing is not a bad thing. Of course, we want to win. Everybody wants to win. But when you're, you know, when you're considered good at 56 57% winners, mm-hmm. pushing, not a bad thing. Take your money – reinvest it into another game that makes sense next week. That's it. Well said. Well said. All right, guys, that is the Big 12 Conference. We are back with the ACC. I'm sure Wags will have a lot to say about the ACC, as I know he will. Um, Yeah, the NFL pods are up and running. We're going through uh, division by division there, so be on the lookout for those. They'll be going all the way until – the NFL season starts, and again, the ACC pod will be out. The Pac-12 pod will be out. Any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Again, we really appreciate you retweeting the pod, telling friends about it, giving us a five-star rating. The website, therealmysteracl.com, is where you can get all your packages. The Futures package is up there as well. And the Futures package is free if you buy a full-season college or NFL. So that's up on the site, but just wanted to point that out as well. You get that included for free. Anything else, Wags, before we close up shop here? Uh, just some things to note. Uh, again, Things change, but right now I have Oklahoma number one, Iowa State also in my top ten, um, and TCU and Texas make my top twenty-five. And and we were talking about Kansas. Can they beat Coastal Carolina on the on the road? No. Coastal Carolina, another top twenty-five team. So yep. um, you're looking at South Dakota and Duke being those two uh, games that Kansas could win, which is probably why um, that one win total is not one and a half or two. So there it is. All right, guys, good stuff. For WAGS, I'm ACL. That's the Big 12. We will talk to you next time, as far as college podcasts go, with the ACC. 